WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Greatest bell. We say good morning, Orlando, here at 6 o'clock. Time for our first check of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour tragedy in Paris. More in one minute. Fierté, parce que cette cathédrale. This cathedral, more than 800 years ago, we were able to rebuild it and improve it through centuries. So I'm telling you right now, very solemnly, we will rebuild this cathedral all together. The president of France, Emmanuel Macron, vowing to rebuild after a massive fire did severe damage to the iconic Notre Dame Cathedral. The blaze collapsed the cathedral's spire and spread to one of its landmark rectangular towers, but the church's structure has been saved. Parisians and tourists stopped to watch the landmark burn for hours, some singing hymns. The Paris prosecutor's office says it is treating the fire as an accident, ruling out arson and possible terror-related motives. Reaction to the Notre Dame fire coming in from all over the world. In Orlando, Father Chris Dorsey with St. James Cathedral is hoping for the best. I believe it won't be the end, that however bad this is, the people will rally, the, our spirituality, our Lord will help us to make it what it once was in beautiful splendor. Father Dorsey says the Orlando Diocese is open to helping to raise funds to rebuild the Notre Dame Cathedral. So much has been lost, but... Not all has been lost. We'll take inventory here as best we can from late reports. And by the way, Alan, the late report within the hour um, is that that fire is now out. That is correct. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. An Orange County deputy is suspended for using excessive force. Deputy Ayler Cruz was recently suspended for two weeks without pay for an incident last year on Ridge Point Drive. Internal affairs investigators concluded that Cruz violated department policy when he used his taser unnecessarily during the arrest. Florida gas prices are up another $0.08 cents a gallon since last week to an average of $2.78, but that's still below last year's high. The highest price of the year in 2018 was $2.92, and that was around Memorial Day. We haven't really gotten to that point of the year yet, but fortunately, our average price right now is still about 12 cents lower than last year's high. AAA's Mark Jenkins says strong demand and lingering supply issues are keeping gas prices high. Measles cases are up nearly 20 percent in less than two weeks. The CDC confirming that more than 500 cases across 20 states, including Florida, have been reported so far this year. The Orlando Magic will be looking to steal another win on the road as they face the Raptors at Toronto tonight in Game 2 of their first-round NBA playoff series. The Magic took the first game on Saturday, 104-101, and Coach Steve Clifford says the team is gaining respect around the league. You know, especially the teams that we played this last two and a half, three weeks, you know, where we've been playing well. We've gone into, you know, tough buildings and one big, you know, winning in Boston like that. 
We won in Indiana in a big game. We went to Miami on a back-to-back. -back. The Magic and Raptors tip it off at 8 p.m. WFLA news time is 6.05. A Florida man tells cops he was speeding because, quote, the car is a Ferrari and it goes fast. When what do you expect, officer? Yeah, come on. Back off, lighten up. I have no control over this vehicle. Has to be a Florida man, doesn't it, Alan? That story <laughs> is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. Good morning, Orlando, the Tuesday edition here, and uh, alongside my co-host, Alan Spector, who will bring us news updates on the aftermath of the great fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral and uh, other news all morning long, our executive producer, Mike Yaffe, and taking your calls, uh, Melissa Fox, a.k.a. The Fox, and if you want to talk about the Notre Dame Cathedral, uh, what happened yesterday, uh, how it hit you, uh, what you are thinking this morning, you can reach her to reach us at 407-916-5400. And the toll free is 866-916-5400 with our text line always wide open at 23680. There, of course, standard message and data rates apply. My daughter reminded me um, as, she, uh, as she sent me an email in the middle of all of this yesterday, um, April 15th, once again, it's incredible. In 1865, Lincoln dies from an assassin's bullet. In 1912, the Titanic sinks. April 15th, 2013, terrorist bombs explode at the Boston Marathon. April 15th, 2019, the great Notre Dame Cathedral, the very heart and soul of Paris, and one of the great architectural and, and, and religious um, structures in the world burns. It's amazing to think what's happened on the 15th of April. What a sad and helpless feeling it was to oh. watch that iconic structure burn, thinking, well, can't somebody do something about this? They had a lot of trouble accessing it. It's on an island. Yep. It's hard to get to. Yep. Right in the heart of Paris as the Seine River uh, goes around it. And then when they got there, you know, the structure is just it's very, very high. It's hard to get up there, and all the wood timbers were, were, were burning in the, in the roof that ultimately just completely gave way. Yeah, a lot of 800-year-old wood in that structure. Yeah. I just want to say, though, the good news is no one was hurt mm -hmm. from this. When you have a fire that big, um, someone could have got hurt, but luckily no one was hurt. You know, mass was being celebrated right. when the fire broke out. And a lot of people thought, well, when, when the, the alarm went off, that, well, this is probably just a false alarm. This can't possibly be the real thing. And it took a while for people to understand, and they had to implore them to get out of the cathedral. <sighs> Melissa? I'm just devastated watching oh. that thing burn. But I think of the solidarity and all the, uh, the French standing out there singing and arm in arm and as it burned and... You know, I hope that whole, because they've got a lot of mess politically going on, so I'm, I'm hoping that brings the country together. We have the very latest um, on, on what has been lost and what apparently has been saved and the already extraordinary worldwide effort to fund a restoration to the extent possible of the great cathedral Notre Dame. And we will talk about it with you here in a moment. If you'd like to join the conversation, 
407-916-5400 or text us at 23680. Your chance to make your wallet great again is just moments away. Win $1,000 in our texting contest. Listen for the keyword of the hour to be announced momentarily. Text that keyword to 200-200. If you're a winner, you'll get a notification call from area code 513, so answer it because we want to tell you you've won $1,000. Listen throughout the day for the keyword to text to win $1,000 and make your wallet great again. And we're just two minutes away from an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. It's 6.09 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now. Presidential politics, a Republican joins the race for the 2020 presidency. Former Massachusetts Governor Bill Weld has announced that he is opposing Trump for the GOP nomination. In a video announcement, Weld's campaign declared America deserves better before playing clips of controversial statements by the president. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. So the word from Paris is the fire is out. Early on, the firefighters were being very seriously questioned, uh, in some quarters being vilified for how long it seemed to take to get water on the structure. Uh, But there were all kinds of logistical problems involved in that. And uh, ultimately, they are now being credited with doing all that could be done to save the entire structure from, um, from caving in and being destroyed. All of the walls remain upright, and the iconic twin towers where the bells ring out of one of them, um, all saved right now, the fire out, and the interior shot we have seen so far, lots of char, lots of ash, lots of smoke, and one shining, apparently unaffected cross at the great altar in the cathedral. My goodness to see that. So there is much that has been saved, and because they were doing renovations, and it may well be that, you know, there was a spark from a welder's torch or something else. They're not sure. They think it's tied in with the restoration that was going on, which is almost constant to keep this 850-year-old cathedral, you know, from decaying and falling apart, that their scaffolding in one thing or another is being uh, upgraded and restored. Um, They took out a number of statues and other great iconic pieces there, because of the construction. Others were saved as the cathedral was burning. We'll give you an accounting of that here in a moment. Um, Silenced at least for now, but apparently to ring again the iconic Notre Dame Cathedral bells. Silenced for now. But to sing again, we are certain, the choir and the iconic sounds of Gregorian chant from within the halls of Notre Dame. And then what of the 8,000 pipe five keyboard Notre Dame cathedral organ? The the word this morning, as miraculous as I find this to be, given how immense that organ is, that it has been saved. 
the crown of thorns, said to have been the crown of thorns that Jesus wore as he was crucified, has been saved. Um, no report specifically on what they say is a piece of the original cross upon which Christ was crucified uh, and, and a nail that was driven into him on Calvary. Don't know what the status is there, but it is remarkable that they have been able to save as much as they have. Uh, more on the the great fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral, and the extraordinary outpouring of support, and I mean serious financial backing. The numbers are astounding. It is very clear that as divided as our nation is, as, as fractured as the world community often seems to be, everyone is reacting and feeling the same way, the sense of heartbreak and and, and, and we must rebuild. And it, it's really astounding what is happening now. Um, the rose windows, the great stained glass windows, um, a couple of them apparently are still intact. Uh, apparently another one is not. Whether or not you can ever fully rebuild these things, whether the artisans exist, how you could ever recreate the incredible wood carvings and all of that that went up in flames, uh, I am not qualified to say, but I hope and pray that all that can be done will be done to restore this iconic architectural and most of all um, religious structure, this incredible achievement, a cathedral built 850 years ago to glorify God. The cathedral at Notre Dame. It was heartbreaking to watch, was it not? 407 916 text line 23680 with standard message and data rates apply. What did you think as you watched it burn? What are you thinking this morning? Check of headlines right now. Actress Lori Laughlin and her fashion designer husband are fighting the college admissions scam. According to documents filed yesterday in Boston Federal Court, Laughlin and um, her husband have pleaded not guilty to federal fraud and money laundering charges, also waiving their right to appear in federal court for an arraignment. They are accused, of course, of paying $500,000 in bribes to get her kids into the University of Southern California when they would not have qualified elsewhere, and they face hefty fines and some prison times if they are convicted. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Amid the shock and the heartbreak and the unanswered questions in the wake of the huge fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris, the good news is the fire is out the walls and the towers made of stone have been saved, and many of the main pieces of art, that's exactly the quote, mo many main pieces of art have also been saved, and if they were not already out of the cathedral for the renovation that was ongoing when the fire broke out, um, they, were, they were quickly uh, spirited away, and, and that is great. I mean, there is so much that has been lost, but it is good to know that there is some hopeful news. You talk about, I mean, it's going to cost I don't even know what to put the, the cathedral back together, and it'll never be quite what it was. Well, I mean, there are no people 
I don't think, who can do the kind of work that's been done over the last seven or 800 years within that cathedral. The elaborate carvings and uh, paintings and uh, the stained glass work, etc. Yeah, I well, believe I read that uh, the trees, uh, some of which were used for the lumber to build the original structure, no longer exist. And there aren't trees big enough to uh, make the same uh, wood uh, structures that uh, were so much were wood made in then. that ceiling that they called it the forest. They actually clear cut fifty plus acres of land eight hundred and fifty years ago for those timbers. Can you even imagine what it took to build this thing with the lack of any kind of you know machinery? It's extraordinary. I can tell you that there's. Um, uh, there are a couple of uh, French millionaires and billionaires who've already said they're chipping in a $226 million by one, $113 million by uh, another. It's unbelievable. And the entire European Union apparently is being called upon now, all 28 nations, um, to funnel money for the restoration. Yeah, you know, there's certain things in your life that you never expect to see. You know, examples of this in my life would be 9-11, or Hurricane Katrina, what happened in New Orleans. And what happened yesterday is another example of images you just never expected to see ever and that you'll never forget. And, and as late as you might get in your life, you'll always remember where you were and yeah. what you were doing right. when you saw the great cathedral go up in flames. As I said earlier, what a sad and helpless feeling it was to watch and then to finally see the spire collapse oh. into the church. Ugh. I'm just glad that emergency teams have been able to rescue a lot of the valuable stuff. Now, they said the vault, a um, couple of the walls of the vault are, are compromised because of water damage and debris. But hopefully the treasures inside of there, the relics uh, of history, have been unscathed as well. I'm just looking at an image here with the cross and yeah. the pews and the pulpit inside the main cathedral that are untouched. Yeah, I'm I'm just amazed. It's I mean, I, I thought with the, when the roof came down, that... that the wooden roof was covered with lead, believe it or not, you know, and uh, weighed over 200 tons. That's why they have those flying buttresses off the side of the cathedral that help keep the walls from buckling outward with the, with the weight of the roof. It's an extraordinary architectural achievement. I mean, to think how long ago all of that was done. The textures are uh, weighing in this morning and some interesting and diverse reaction to the Great Fire. Yeah, I got a lot of people, you know, this happens in any kind of tragedy, asking why. One person said, why would God allow this to happen in one of his most iconic churches? There you are. You know, God's ways are not our ways. We right. are taught. That's what I, That's how I would answer. There are things not that we can't know. Anything else on the text line? Because there were so many who are weighing in. Well, it says, good to hear from you, bud. I'm in the non-religious group, and I felt as if I was watching a loved one die right in front of my eyes, and not being able to do anything about it. More on all of this as we move through the morning in the wake of the great cathedral fire at Notre Dame. Good morning, Orlando. On a Tuesday at the bottom of the 6 o'clock hour, all three hours, we will keep you up to date on the latest in the aftermath of the uh, fire at the great cathedral Notre Dame in Paris. And, Alan, that's where you begin with the latest. Bud firefighters in Paris say they have finally put out that fire that destroyed much of the world-famous Notre Dame Cathedral. 
From Paris, Fox's Amy Kellogg has the latest. Notre Dame is still standing, but it is missing its spire and so many uh, other important aspects of the cathedral. The first stone for which, by the way, was laid here in Paris in the year 1163. So the president, Emmanuel Macron, has said this has to be rebuilt. This cathedral has lived through our moments. Uh, it has seen us through wars, liberations, epidemics. We owe it to the French people, and it is out of respect to our history that we must do that. There's been obviously a big call for funding now to rebuild Notre Dame. And the money is rolling in this morning from billionaires. That includes French billionaire Francois-Henri Pinault, who wants to donate $100 million toward efforts to rebuild. Pinault is married to actress Salma Hayek and is the CEO of the group behind names like Gucci and Yves Saint Laurent. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A search for drugs leads Orange County Sheriff's deputies to a dead body near Universal Orlando Resort. It was found on Sunday buried in a backyard on Glasgow Avenue in Dr. Phillips. The homeowner told WESH he buried the body of a friend who had overdosed. Jurors in Pinellas County resumed deliberations in the case of the man who threw his five-year-old daughter to her death off a bridge in St. Petersburg. They got the case yesterday after closing arguments, during which public defender Jessica Manuel argued that John Johnchuk was insane at the time. It didn't make rational sense then. It doesn't make rational sense now. It will never make rational sense. It is insanity. Prosecutors insist Johnchuk acted out of rage but knew what he was doing. He could get life if convicted. With just weeks left in the state legislative session, supporters of the Fight for 15 are knocking on doors in Tallahassee. $8.46 an hour, that's the current minimum wage for non-tipped employees in Florida. State Senator Victor Torres feels that's not enough to make ends meet, much less allow workers to buy a home. We must stand and support every effort to raise the minimum wage. If lawmakers won't act to raise the mandatory minimum to $10 an hour by 2021 and 15 by 2026, supporters are gathering petition signatures hoping to force the measure onto next November's ballot as a constitutional amendment. Opponents fear higher wages will lead to bosses cutting jobs and raising prices. Eric Rodriguez, Miami. SpaceX announcing the center core of the three Falcon Heavy rocket boosters launched from Kennedy Space Center last week is damaged. The company says that while being transported to Port Canaveral, rough seas prevented the booster from remaining upright. WFLA News Time is 6.36. Be listening just after the top of the hour for your next chance to make your wallet great again. When we announce the keyword of the hour, text it to 200-200 and you could win $1,000. Headlining one of the stories we'll be talking about here in seconds as we hop aboard the Trump train. President Trump might still drop off illegal immigrants into sanctuary cities and states. The president tweeting yesterday that migrants who can no longer be legally held will be transported to these sanctuary cities and states, quote, subject to homeland security, end quote. He also put more pressure on Congress to close loopholes and fix the nation's immigration laws. The president's plan seen as retaliation against Democrats who favor sanctuary cities. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning here in Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. Yaffe, I want to thank you for hosting the show while I was away attending a memorial service for uh, uh, one of my longtime friends and singing buddies in the old Colgate 13 group who passed away. 
And uh, it's always nice to know that the show is in such good hands when you are at the helm. You were talking about this yesterday. What was right. your take on what Trump is threatening to do here in terms of, of sending the illegals into sanctuary cities? They're all saying, hey, come on, we want everybody. We, we welcome them. Um, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle, and on and on and on. Well, here you want them, you got them. Well, I have to say, I think the overall point of this is not really to actually do this, but to show the hypocrisy of the Democrats who are basically supporting open borders. You know, as Sarah Sanders said over the weekend, this is not their ideal solution. Their ideal solution is to fix the law and secure the border. Yeah. But they're trying to come up with something to show the problem. But um, I like I said, I'm not sure if Trump actually wants to do this. He just. Wants to highlight the problem. Right, right. It, it, he likes, you know, he likes to, you know, put the threat out there to see if he can change some behavior or, or right. point out a problem. Hypocrisy in in this uh, in this particular case with the Democrats. Well, wait a minute. If you love sanctuary cities so much, you ought to just think this is a great idea. But I'm with you. I don't think he should ever actually do it because I think it's going to make the illegal immigration problem worse. I think it's when you get them into these sanctuary cities, you're never going to be able to get them out of the country. You're getting any accounting uh, with them, and you're going to strengthen the magnet that attracts people. Son of a gun, we'll get in across the border there. Trump doesn't want to deal with us, He's, but he's not going to send us back home to El Salvador. My God, we're going to San Francisco. And if you're from El Salvador, you think you'll be going to heaven. It will strengthen the magnet that attracts. That's why this is a nice threat, and it's great pointing out, and it's right, the hypocrisy of the Democrats. Mr. President, please don't ever do this. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying, Melissa? Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I do. I think that Trump knows now that when he says he likes something, immediately everybody that's uh, opposing hates it. So, yeah, I, I think it's just a test, like Yaffe was saying, just to point out that these are, it's not the, the answer. Sanctuary cities are not the answer. He's even getting pushback, you know, from uh, some quarters, even within Homeland Security. And he said all subject to Homeland Security. The pushback about this is illegal. And the Democrats, of course, are saying that it's illegal, et cetera. Um, is there anybody out there who actually wants him to try and implement this policy? I see huge problems that I've described here if the president were to actually start taking the illegals out of the border and transporting them into sanctuary states and cities. For reasons I just described, I think it would be very, very bad if we're really trying to solve the illegal immigration problem in this country. Yeah, we actually had a lot of people that supported Trump on this, though, yesterday. Including Cher. Yeah. You know, of of all the flip-floppers. Yeah, Yeah, I have her tweet here somewhere. Oh, She's Uh, gone big. Uh, I mean, she literally appears to have switched sides on the whole issue. But she's she's right. She says there's, what, 20,000 people living on the streets of Los Angeles. Oh, hello. Let's just bring some more in here. We can't even take care of our own. Yeah, and she's taking a lot of heat from the Hollywood lefties on that. Well, good for her for standing up there and realizing there's an issue and using her platform. There you go. There's more on the Trump train, but really, really, do you understand what I'm saying? How this is a great thing to threaten and to highlight the hypocrisy of the open borders Democrats on sanctuary cities. But, Mr. President, you're going to make the illegal immigration problem worse, not better, where you actually do it. Are you telling me there are some of you out there that actually want him to follow through with this? Please explain yourselves to the Budman. I was away for a long weekend. 
407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. And while we're on the Trump train together, this headline, President Trump will award the Presidential Medal of Freedom to golfer Tiger Woods. The president tweeting the news yesterday, a day after Woods won his fifth Masters title in Augusta. The president writing that he spoke with Tiger to congratulate him and tell him he would be presenting the honor to Woods for his incredible success and comeback in sports and, more importantly, in life. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories. All morning on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Really glad the president has decided to do that, present the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I mean, he gave the award to Roger Staubach, uh, Alan Page, and, and to Babe Ruth posthumously. Um, and uh, President Obama in his last year as president uh, presented the Presidential Medal of Freedom uh, to Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and broadcaster Vin Scully. Uh, totally appropriate uh, for what Tiger has meant to so many and what he has been through uh, on, his, uh, on his road back to glory and personal redemption. So there we go. Also on the Trump train. I can't imagine anybody would have an issue with that. Um, Congresswoman Ilan uh, Omar uh, is complaining that President Trump is, uh, you know, fomenting uh, threats of violence against her and that she's getting more and more of these death threats. I cannot support anybody threatening to kill somebody for what they say, as reprehensible as I think her behavior is, or anti-Jewish comments, and the comment in particular that triggered uh, um, a, you know, a, a tweet with a video of the 9-11 attacks by President Trump when she said, you know, of 9-11, well, some people did something. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. She's not a patriot in any way, shape, or form. And I, I could not disagree with her. And, and she, makes, she, just, she just annoys me every single time I, 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 I see her and I watch her. Uh, uh, but, you know, you cannot justify death threats. That's for sure. But I'm, I salute the president for calling her out uh, for some of the things that, that, that she says. And that's really all he did. You know, he never called for violence against her. No. He merely criticized her by playing her own comments. Exactly right. Exactly right. You know, and, um, you know, and now, now Pelosi is uh, uh, apparently uh, thinking of, you know, giving her an extra security detail or whatever and all of this. And the Democrats are going apoplectic. But I'm sorry. Um, she needs... She needs, uh, she needs to show, I don't know, I don't know, some love for this country, for God's sake. Yeah, she is clearly un-American and clearly anti-Semitic, uh, and uh, those values just don't hold water with me. Some and the people, president is not supposed to hold his tongue on this. He's some, not required to. What is it? Some people did something? Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. on. In yeah. the word, the phrasing I caught, I want to make sure it's not out of context, is that she said, I'm getting more death threats since the Trump tweet. Yeah, exactly. More. Right. Yeah. She was already getting them. Yeah, well, listen, there's no defending that. No defending that. But there's also no defending the things that this woman says, you know, as a member of Congress. And she needs to be called out, and she needs to be put down. John is on the phone from Titusville. And, uh, John, you want to talk about sanctuary cities? Uh, yes, good morning. I, I really don't understand the issue, the problem with them sending uh, 
the 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 uh, illegals to sanctuary cities. The problem is you'll never get them out of there, and it'll attract more illegals into the country. That's my problem with it. I, I understand, and that's his problem also. He's saying change the laws to say, to say that we could take the illegals and send them back immediately. The law is they they must stay in in, in the United States until they're adjudicated. And, and 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 they are already dumping them across America. So let's instead of dumping them across America, uh, just target them at into sanctuary cities. What's the problem with that? You're absolutely right. The asylum laws have to be changed. No question about it. On the Trump train, texters with something to say. What do you have, guys? Uh, a lot of different texts. One person uh, thinks this thinks, uh, how about Trump follows through on building the wall before he threatens to move the illegals into a sanctuary city? Got Which, another one that says, put him in Los Angeles. <laughs> we just talk about what Cher uh, said about that. There's 50,000 people already living in the streets. Go ahead. Bring some more in. All right. We're going to get back into the aftermath of, of course, the big story on everybody's mind and heart uh, this morning, um, the fire that has gutted the interior of the Notre Dame Cathedral in the heart of uh, Paris. And, Alan, I know that's the big story as you update us here at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. That's right, bud. The French president vowing to rebuild Notre Dame after that fire. And the magic get ready for Game 2 tonight. Those stories and others, along with traffic and weather together, just two minutes away at 6.59 on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. To the mournful tolling of the great bell at the Notre Dame Cathedral, we say good morning to you. Good morning, Orlando, here at 7 o'clock. Time for our latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour a vow to rebuild Notre Dame. Details in one minute. The first pictures from inside the famed Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris after a fire ravaged the historic landmark are out. They show the stone vaulting largely intact, though some portions of it have collapsed. The images show the interior architecture of the 850-year-old cathedral, as well as statues at the altar, have been relatively undamaged. French President Emmanuel Macron is pledging to rebuild Notre Dame and calling on help from the global community to restore the historic building. Of Paris uh, is our history, our literature, the place where we have lived all of our great moments, uh, our wars, uh, our liberations, our epitomes. It is the epicenter of our life. Many relics from the Notre Dame Cathedral are secure after the devastating fire. Paris Mayor Anne Hidalgo said firefighters and police rescued part of the crown of thorns said to have been worn by Jesus during his crucifixion as well as the tunic of St. Louis and other major pieces. There's been reaction around the world to the fire at Notre Dame Cathedral. In Orlando, Father Chris Dorsey of St. James Cathedral talked about Notre Dame's iconic nature. You know, in books and movies, on TV and pictures, I, I've seen the beauty of that cathedral. And whenever something that beautiful and that with that much tradition is lost, I, I think 
there is a sadness, there is a loss to it, and, and I've definitely felt that. Father Dorsey said the Orlando Diocese will be open to doing what it can to raise funds to help rebuild Notre Dame. We'll have a lot more on this between now and 9 o'clock, including a live report um, on the situation in the wake of the great fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral. That will be at 7.40 this morning in about 35 minutes. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Orange County Sheriff John Mina says his deputies must be held to the highest ethical standards. That's why Deputy Ayler Cruz was recently suspended for two weeks without pay. Internal affairs investigators concluded that Cruz violated department policy when he used his taser unnecessarily during an arrest last year on Ridge Point Drive. Florida gas prices continue heading in the wrong direction. Yeah, they jumped about nine cents last week to reach a new high for this year at two dollars and eighty cents, but have since kind of trickled a little bit lower. They're now about eight cents more than last week. Uh, the average price right now about uh, just a little bit more than two dollars and seventy-eight cents. AAA's Mark Jenkins says supply is not keeping up with strong demand, which is putting upward pressure on prices. The massage parlor sting that involves New England Patriots owner Bob Kraft is now the subject of a federal civil rights lawsuit. A Jupiter man claims he received a legal, non-sexual massage at the Orchids of Asia Day Spa and that a police video recording of that massage was illegal. He wants financial damages and the tapes destroyed. The Orlando Magic will try to take a 2-0 lead in their first-round NBA playoff series as they face the Raptors in Toronto tonight. Magic guard Evan Fournier says playoff pressure won't phase this team. We basically had um, our backs against the wall for, for a whole month now. So we've, we've been playing uh, this way for a long time, so it's not new to us at all. Uh, uh, I mean, we, we, we barely made it to the playoffs, so every game was important, you know. The Magic and Raptors tip it off at 8 p.m. WFLA news time is 7.06. A drunk driver in California is sentenced to 135 years in jail. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Good to be back with you after a long weekend away. Thanks to Yaffe for hosting. He's our executive producer this morning. Alongside him in the control room and taking your calls, Melissa Fox, and, of course, my co-host Alan Spector by my side to bring you uh, further updates in the aftermath of the uh, fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral and whatever news breaks all morning long. Let me take note of a particular um, uh, text that came in here. And, uh, and, and, and it's very interesting. We were talking about, you know, how people are coming forward from all over the world, uh, millionaires, billionaires, the European Union, all the countries are going to be donating. I know there will be a great outpouring here in the United States uh, for the funding necessary to, as much as it is possible, uh, fully restore the Notre Dame Cathedral. And this is what the text message says. We can rebuild the Notre Dame Cathedral, but this time it can be a global effort. Wood timbers from Brazil and Siberia, limestone from Indiana, granite from New Hampshire, stonemasons from Italy, etc. Maybe God saw how divided the world is and decided we needed an opportunity to work together to build a house of worship. What better place to do this than the world's greatest cathedral? Thought-provoking texter. We have a lot of them on this show, the best audience in talk radio. You know, Bud, as I read that, I thought about other global fundraising efforts in the past, like Live Aid back in 1985, 
which was done uh, to relieve famine in Africa. Right. Oh, uh, what about a huge, massive concert of superstars in Paris? You know, globally televised uh, to raise money for this effort. It's a great idea. I haven't heard anybody say that yet. It gives me goosebumps when you say it, Alan. And um, there, there is so much to be thankful for this morning. While so much has been lost, uh, so much has been saved, and and now the outpouring of support to restore the great 850-year-old cathedral. Um, we will talk more about it. Live report coming up at 7.40. Uh, more and an opportunity for you to weigh in in our 8 o'clock hour. Um, but we want to get into what's going on in the Florida State Legislature with, you know, with the fire and everything going on with the president, et cetera. Uh, I've been keeping an eye on um, what's going on in Tallahassee, and there are a couple of things that need to be said here in a moment, and uh, we'll get to that. You're just the man to say it, bud. Your chance to make your wallet great again is coming up. Win $1,000 in our texting contest. We're going to announce the keyword of the hour in moments. What you need to do is text that keyword to 200-200, and you could be winning $1,000. If you are the winner, you'll get a notification call from area code 513. Listen throughout the day for the keyword to text to win $1,000 and make your wallet great again. And we're just two minutes away from an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. 709 on Good Morning Orlando. Checking headlines for you right now. The Justice Department expects to release the final report of Special Counsel Robert Mueller this Thursday morning. The roughly 400-page report, the result of a nearly two-year investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. The final report is going to be redacted, which Attorney General Bill Barr insists is necessary to protect confidential and sensitive material. The Democrats have demanded access to the full unredacted report. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. TM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m., News Radio 93.1. Uh, three weeks ago in the legislative session, and uh, some very important issues uh, are making some progress toward passage. We'll talk about them here uh, in just the next couple of minutes and get your take at 407-916-5400. Hit the text line if you'd like, always open at 23680, but standard message and data rates apply there. Um, our very popular governor, Ron DeSantis, polling just absolutely phenomenally well across party lines and with every ethnic and demographic and racial group you could name um, is, is using his considerable clout at this point uh, to put some pressure on all of Florida's public colleges and university uh, to develop a uniform policy uh, defending free speech and not stifling speech that maybe administrators and faculty members, most of whom are really liberal in academia, as we know, not stifling conservative speech. And that kind of thing has been going on. And conservative students have been stifled and intimidated. And the governor uh, yesterday weighed in on that. And here he is. The university's role is to really expose people to ideas with which they may disagree. You know, I think we're showing that, that Florida welcomes debate. You know, the, the cure for an idea that you disagree with is to point out why that idea is wrong. I got to tell you, he just has a way... Of, of, of expressing himself that is so refreshing because the prior governor um, just didn't have that ability. And, and, and I'm, I'm just so impressed with, with the, the common 
sense approach that DeSantis has when he explains his stance and, and, and takes a position in public. I mean, he's really, really impressive, is he not? One of the Democrats is screaming about this with a tweet out of um, uh, Democrat re, uh, Representative Anna Ascamani here in Orlando saying that this whole thing about, you know, protecting free speech across the political spectrum on our college campuses is a fake crisis and that the governor is fueling flames for no reason. How do you see it? I think this is absolutely needs to happen, and I think he needs to put maximum pressure on these universities uh, to come up with, uh, uh, with, with really genuine protections for free speech across the political spectrum, Yaffe, or they got to start pulling the plug on funding in a big way and make them do it. I'll say this, too. It was encouraging to see the FSU president basically agree with Ron DeSantis standing by what he said. That's good. Yeah, it is good. Uh, there is more to talk about in Tallahassee. I told you before, I'm a little bit worried in the uh, criminal justice legislation realm that the Republicans, along with the Democrats, of course, are progressively going softer on crime. I will give you the latest chapter and verse on that. And what about making texting while driving a primary offense? Um, steps are being taken toward that goal uh, which we have been calling for from this microphone for several years. So we'll give you the latest on Tallahassee. If you want to weigh in on what you just heard from the governor and our take on it, 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. An important medical headline for you right now. Measles cases are surging. The CDC reporting the number of measles cases across the U.S. has jumped nearly 20% in the past two weeks. The CDC confirming that more than 500 cases have occurred across 20 states, now including Florida, uh, this since the beginning of the year. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes on our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Melissa, a lot of text messages coming in, as always. One I want you to share with our listeners, backing up the governor, you know, uh, laying down the law to our colleges and universities about, you know, providing for free speech, you know, regardless of political ideology. Right. This gentleman or lady, he doesn't say, says, as a college professor of 30-plus years in the Florida system, the governor is spot on. The culture of thought and speech control on Florida campuses is strong and growing from college policies to curriculum. Students are essentially presented one way of thinking. Yeah, and you know what way of thinking it is. It is not free stuff. Well, yeah, it's not conservative. <laughs> that is for sure. You know, I mean, they don't want uh, voices to be heard that are counters counter to theirs. And that has got to stop. And the governor put it beautifully in the sound cut that uh, we shared with you a few moments ago. So I'd like to think that the Republicans who still control the Florida legislature in the House and the Senate uh, would be, among other things, tough on crime as they traditionally are. Uh, but I'm seeing some real softening here. They're caving into some of these social justice warriors and organizations out there. And I'm concerned about it. I've talked to, uh, to you about this before. Uh, there is this Florida First Step Act, and now there is an amendment uh, in, the, in the state Senate uh, that has been filed by Senator Jeff Brandis. He is a 
He's a, a Republican over in the Bay Area. And it would, um, it would change the truth in sentencing rule that we have here. The truth in sentencing rule requires convicts serve 85% of their sentences. In other words, if you're sentenced to 10 years in prison, you can get some gain time for good behavior, but you got to serve eight and a half years, 85%. He wants to knock that down to 65% uh, to turn people out to reduce the uh, pressure on the, uh, on, on the uh, overpopulated prisons. I'm sorry. I- I'm not in favor of that. You know, I would be a 100% guy, to be very honest with you. Although I understand that you have to have an incentive to keep people in line in prison, you know. It's kind of like a riot control or something, I guess. You can say, well, wait a minute, if you were good and you don't cause trouble, you could get out of here in eight and a half years instead of 10 years or whatever 85% happens to be. Knock it down to 65% does not work for me. They're also talking in the Senate as they've been talking in the House, and they still haven't reconciled all of this. Um increasing the threshold for, you know, for stealing to be considered a felony with greater penalties, you know, and, 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 and I don't favor that, you know, raising the threshold from, okay, you steal $300 or less, it's a misdemeanor, and if it's $300 and more, it's a felony, but you raise the ceiling to $650, 1000 whatever it happens to be, I'm sorry, I don't like the slouch toward being soft on crime. I do like what's happening in both um, the House in particular, but also the Senate, toward doing what needs to be done to create a serious deterrent to texting while driving, which is the most deadly form of distracted driving out there because you take your eyes off the road for a period of time. It's different when you're speaking your text messages, but a lot of folks are looking down at the smartphone and receiving or sending text messages, and the carnage is just awful. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration estimates nearly 3,500 people were killed in one year recently alone as a result of texting while driving um, the most serious form of distracted driving there can be. All of this legislation to make it a primary offense instead of what it is now, a secondary offense, meaning that, you know, they can't pull you over for texting while driving unless there's some other offense, you know, you're weaving around the road or whatever, or you got a taillight out or something. It needs to be a primary offense. The House is moving strongly in that area. Uh, This died in the Senate last year, but there is companion legislation in the Florida Senate to make this a primary offense, texting while driving, that has passed three out of its four committees. And so I am optimistic we are going to get that done. Bottom of the hour right now, we're going to get it done in terms of getting you up to date, because my co-host Alan Spector has just come down the hallway from the newsroom with the very latest. Yes, and we'll have the latest from Paris, bud. And South Florida's pipe bomber is back in court. Those stories and others. And traffic and weather together in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 729. Millions were shocked, hearts were broken around the world as the Notre Dame Cathedral went up in flames in Paris yesterday. Alan, what's the latest we have in the wake of all of this? It has just been so very painful to follow. It has, bud. Damage to the famed Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris is being revealed now that an intense fire is out. While the wooden roof and iconic spire were destroyed, the stone vaulting is largely intact and much of the interior architecture is relatively unharmed. And from Paris, Fox's Amy Kellogg reports 
Most of the church's treasures are believed to have been saved. Including uh, the ring of the crown of thorns said to have been worn by Jesus Christ upon his crucifixion. Now the fall of the spire was a moment of particular heartbreak last night, uh, but the spire incidentally was added to this 12th and 13th century cathedral only in the 19th century. President Macron last night canceled a speech that uh, was meant to help resolve the crisis with the Yellow Vest movement. Instead, he came here to visit Notre Dame and insisted that it be rebuilt. An investigation of the cause of the Notre Dame fire is underway, but authorities in Paris do not suspect foul play or terrorism. A live report on this coming up in 10 minutes. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A man says he buried his friend in his backyard near Universal Orlando Resort after the friend died of a drug overdose. The body was found Sunday at the home on Glasgow Drive in Dr. Phillips by Orange County Sheriff's deputies. No arrests are reported so far. In Pinellas County, jurors resumed deliberations in the case of the man who threw his five-year-old daughter to her death from a bridge in St. Petersburg. During closing arguments yesterday, public defender Jessica Manuel argued the state did not prove its claim that John Johnshuck killed his daughter because of rage against other family members. The state just got up here and told you that Mr. Johnshuck was so angry that night that he was in so much rage that he killed his daughter. And that is just absolutely not supported by any of the evidence you saw. If convicted, Johnshuck could be sentenced to life in prison. The South Florida man accused of mailing potentially explosive devices to opponents of President Trump now has his sentencing date. Cesar Sayox lawyer says his client was anxious for a resolution to his case. A judge said August 5th as the day Sayok will learn his punishment. He admitted to 65 felony counts, including illegal mailing of explosives and using weapons of mass destruction in an attempted domestic terror attack. The devices targeted prominent Democrats, celebrities, and cable network CNN in the days prior to the midterm elections last year. He faces life in prison in New York City. Grinnell Scott, Fox and, News. And elsewhere, pleasant smells may be just what the doctor ordered for smokers trying to quit. Research published by the American Psychological Association shows smokers who get a whiff of something they like have less of an urge to light up. Wow. Smokers were asked to simply hold a cigarette and rate their desire to light it. Their ratings dropped significantly after they smelled something pleasant, like chocolate, an apple, or vanilla. Researchers aren't sure exactly why it works, but they believe it may distract the urge to smoke by bringing up happy memories. That's amazing. It is. It'd be interesting to see if they can... You know, turn that into a real therapy that works for folks. How about that? Here's a, here's one of these stories about lucky lottery winners that I love so much, bud. Yeah, you hate this stuff. An Australia, <laughs> an Australia, as someone who's never won more than like I a, know. a dollar. Did, he's bitter. He's bitter I'm when a, somebody didn't do anything, wins all that money that he didn't win. I'm sorry, Alan. Go ahead. Yeah, an Australian couple's communication mix-up is paying off, bud. Their breakdown in communication led to a lottery jackpot of more than $700,000. Typically, the couple said they only purchase one lottery ticket on Saturday, but a miscommunication led them to purchase two on the same day. It just so happened that when the wife went to check the tickets on Wednesday, she decided to buy another ticket, which won them a jackpot of $717,500.
All right, there you go. Now you feel better getting that out there, or do you feel worse? Uh, it's it's a wash. <laughs> I don't know. I think he feels worse. Go ahead. And uh, here's a Florida man story we teased earlier as being on our website. A Florida man was arrested Sunday for allegedly fleeing from deputies in a Ferrari. Authorities said they were alerted to the sports car driving recklessly, and when deputies tried to pull him over, he sped up to 100 miles an hour. He allegedly turned off the car's lights and continued on his way. Gabriel Molina, who lives in Miami, was reportedly driving in the Florida Keys at around 2.13 a.m. He was eventually found at a gas station with a female passenger. Authorities said he admitted to additionally speeding with this foolproof excuse, quote, the car is a Ferrari and it goes fast. And I'm sure the cop said, well, now I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Go on your way, young man. Just back off the gas. Not even a warning. Yes, you're fine. (laughs) You're good. Only a Florida man would think he could. Get something done with the cops. Those stories, yeah, those stories and others are yeah. available uh, anytime at uh, our Good Morning Orlando page at uh, WFLAOrlando.com. Just look for Elsewhere with Alan Spector. It's good stuff, Alan. And uh, Alan will bring us the news, top of the hour, bottom of the hour, whenever it breaks, and uh, another Elsewhere segment if we're good one hour from now. If you're good. All right. Okay. And I know it will be chock full of great, great stuff. The Bud Man here, along with Alan and uh, Yaffe, our executive producer. Thanks to him for uh, hosting while I was away on a trip up north on Friday and on Monday. And Melissa, a.k.a. The Fox, when we open up the phones in the aftermath of the Notre Dame Cathedral fire in the 8 o'clock hour, uh, certainly uh, she will be the friendly voice you hear when you call in uh, to be heard at 407-916-5400. Our toll-free is 866-916-5400, and the text line always open, never busy, 23680. But, of course, standard message and data rates apply there. We got an opportunity for you to have a very profitable Tuesday morning if you stay listening to us. As we do every hour, every day, we want to give you a chance to make your wallet great again. So be listening right after the top of the hour for the keyword of that hour, Text that keyword to 200-200. You could be winning $1,000. All right. You won't be too sore at them for winning the grand on our game, right? That's not like the lottery, is it? That's N- different. No, I'm kind of invested in this contest. <laughs> yeah, you are. Being an employee here. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, coming up in a moment, we will have a live report with one of our top national correspondents on the aftermath of the fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. The very latest coming up from across the pond after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in just two minutes on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM, AM 540, and the Radio app. Political headline for you right now, a Republican has joined the race for the 2020 presidency. Former Massachusetts Governor Bill Weld has announced that he is opposing Donald Trump for the GOP nomination. In a video announcement, Weld's campaign declared America deserves better before playing clips of controversial statements by the president. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. In the 8 o'clock hour, as we did in the 6 o'clock hour, we will get back in uh, to great detail of everything that is known in the wake of the great fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. But right now, for those of you uh, who find it convenient to join us within the 7 o'clock hour, as so many do, 
Uh, let's get an update on all of this as we bring on our News Radio WFLA national correspondent working the foreign desk, Bill Zimfer. Bill, good morning to you. Hi, Bud. Good morning. Oh, boy, what a uh, what a day it was yesterday, oh, an my. impactful day. Uh, I don't care what nationality, religion you are, this was something that captured the attention and had an impact on everybody around the world. And what we know this morning is that uh, a news conference was just held a short time ago with officials in France saying that the general structure of Notre Dame is still sound and uh, they will rebuild, according to Emmanuel Macron. Uh, the investigation is continuing into the call. Although, and I don't know about you, Bud, but I think it was only natural that when we saw that smoke billowing out of that roof area and saw that spire go down yesterday, the first thing that came to mind was, was this an attack on a symbol of Christianity during Holy Week? Uh, Yes. And that came to mind. So. Uh, That uh, has kind of been downplayed at this point. Uh, There was a construction project that had been underway. There was scaffolding in that roof area. And right now the thought is that it was some type of accident, whether it had been a workman with a torch, whether it had been uh, an electrical issue in that roof area. Uh, But uh, at this point we're thinking it was an accidental uh, incident that sparked this fire. And once it started in that roof area, which was described as a forest of ancient, oak timbers dating back to the 1100s that dry wood really took off once uh, yes, that fire did. started underway so uh you know we're, we're looking for um other objects uh, today uh we're looking for information on what may have been salvaged and right now it is incredible uh what may have survived this fire even though the roof did collapse in a certain area uh, and even though we did have water and smoke damage they say that the 8000 pipe organ that is hundreds of years old did survive that is they amazing say, to me because there was really no is. there was no way to hustle it out of there i mean you know right. it's just an enormous piece and and when you look there 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 is what appears to be uh, a metallic cross that that seems yes. unscathed in the altar area i'm seeing candelabras that are still intact it's incredible to think of all that went on above that area that everything down below wasn't wiped out by what fell from the roof that was destroyed. It's amazing to me that there's anything still intact in there. Really, because you're thinking these are flaming timbers that had to fall. This is a roof that weighed 200 tons. It was a lead roof on the cathedral. Mm. So it is really incredible. The high altar, basically intact. The big artworks that they could not get out in time, intact. They say they will require some restoration because of smoke damage. Uh, And the rose windows, the stained glass windows, basically intact. Maybe a little bit of damage. So it isn't. And the bell towers are still standing, of course. So even though. Oh, we, this is a devastating fire. Uh, it appears that uh, it, uh, much was saved, including a lot of the works of art, a lot of the relics, or they were able to get them out. So, uh, you know, if there is to be any kind of positive from a devastating incident like this, it is that, yes, it can be rebuilt. It will be a massive undertaking, but still, uh, it can be rebuilt and will be rebuilt there in Paris. Yeah, it's amazing. And in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll tell you about some of the remarkable outpouring and commitments of of money by individuals and organizations literally worldwide uh, to that end. Um, 
What about this? Now it's Holy Week. Before you go, Bill, I mean, uh, they were holding mass when uh, when the fire broke out. And and one of the great blessings is we don't have anybody uh, who was killed or even seriously injured. They got everybody out of there. Um, But what about um, the the normal um, uh, agenda for Holy Week? Uh, What will they do at Notre Dame? Well, uh, because this is a really a huge structure, there are areas that were basically unaffected by this, including some small chapel areas. Uh, there will be some events during Holy Week at this area, although, as you might imagine, huge areas will be cordoned off, as will the main cathedral area. There will be some other areas where events will be held later on this week. Working the foreign desk, our News Radio WFLA national correspondent Bill Zimfer. Thank you so much for the update in the wake of the great fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. Appreciate it, Bill. Have a good rest of the day. Thank you, bud. You too. Good deal. Sports headline right now, in case you missed it. Uh, results of the Boston Marathon in the key divisions yesterday. Kenya's Lawrence Chirono narrowly won the Boston Marathon in the men's elite division by one second over his uh, runner-up competitor, Toronto won with an unofficial time of 2 hours, 7 minutes, 59 seconds. Uh, the top American among the men was Scott Fobble, finished 7th. Ethiopia's Worknesh Dejifa won the women's division. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes on our top stories. The Promised Sun. Good morning, Orlando. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m., News Radio 93.1. 93.1. WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. The mournful tolling of the great bell of the Cathedral Notre Dame. Will we hear it again? It's our big story this morning as we greet you in the 8 o'clock hour on a Tuesday. Good morning, Orlando. Time for our latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the aftermath of the tragedy in Paris. Details in one minute. The latest on what was lost, what was saved and the promise to rebuild. Next on Good Morning Orlando. This cathedral, more than 800 years ago, we were able to rebuild it and improve it through centuries. So I'm telling you right now, very solemnly, we will rebuild this cathedral all together. French President Emmanuel Macron vowing to rebuild after a massive fire did severe damage to the iconic Notre Dame Cathedral. The blaze that is now out collapsed the cathedral's spire and spread to one of its landmark rectangular towers, but the church's structure has been saved. Parisians and tourists stopped to watch the landmark burn for hours, some singing hymns. The Paris prosecutor's office says it is treating the fire as an accident, ruling out arson and possible terror-related motives. Reaction to the Notre Dame fire, Notre Dame fire coming in from all over the world. 
In Orlando, Father Chris Dorsey with St. James Cathedral is hoping for the best. I believe it won't be the end, that however bad this is, the people will rally the, our spirituality. Our Lord will help us to make it what it once was in beautiful splendor. The Notre Dame Cathedral has stood in the heart of Paris since the 12th century. And within the hour, a news conference in Paris, and I'm looking through uh, some of what has been reported, and we'll get to that in a moment. All right, bud, this news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. An Orange County sheriff's deputy is suspended for using excessive force. Deputy Ayler Cruz was recently suspended for two weeks without pay for an incident last year on Ridge Point Drive. Internal affairs investigators concluded that Cruz violated department policy when he used his taser unnecessarily during an arrest. Florida gas prices are up another $0.08 cents a gallon since last week to an average of $2.78, but that's still below last year's high. The highest price of the year in 2018 was $2.92, and that was around Memorial Day. We haven't really gotten to that point of the year yet, but fortunately, our average price right now is still about 12 cents lower than last year's high. AAA's Mark Jenkins says strong demand and lingering supply issues are keeping gas prices high. Measles cases are up nearly 20 percent in less than two weeks. The CDC confirming that more than 500 cases across 20 states, including Florida, have been reported so far this year. The Orlando Magic had a couple of days to bask in the glow of their last-second 104-101 victory over the Raptors in Game 1 of their first-round NBA playoff series. Now it's back to work with Game 2 tonight, and Orlando coach Steve Clifford talks about what the Magic need to do to win again. We're playing well defensively, and we're rebounding the ball well. Um, That's our strength, and that has to remain a strength you know as we go forward in this series and then we also the other part is we have to stay low turnover against this team the magic and the raptors tip it off in toronto at 8 p.m wfla news time is 807 nba and nfl players are arrested following a nightclub brawl that story's online at wflaorlando.com like us on facebook follow us on twitter at wfla orlando The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. Alan, it's almost miraculous to hear you report that so much has been saved when it looked like all had been lost. How heartbreaking was that to watch yesterday when the fire erupted at Notre Dame? It almost looked at points like nothing was going to be saved. When we saw that spire collapse and fall into the cathedral, it was like, okay, uh, this thing's done for. But it it looks like, as uh, we were reporting, that uh, uh, most of the structure itself has been saved. Yeah, it's really quite remarkable. And um, And the great cross, as they, you know, through the charred ruins inside the cathedral and it was still smoking there is that brass colored cross untouched at the altar yaffe yeah you know yesterday they even evacuated the area around the cathedral because there was a fear that maybe the whole thing would collapse so it was a real possibility so glad to hear that a lot of it was saved yeah and the firefighters were coming in for some criticism early on but it looks like they did a pretty good job. And there's been a lot of suspicion that this was a uh, a, a, a construction fire. They're doing some, uh, you know, restoration, which is almost an ongoing thing at a cathedral, you know, of that immense size. And, and, and my goodness, it's been up for 800 years plus, you know. 
And uh, the um, the man who is the key spokesman from the scaffolding company uh, has been speaking. And I will tell you what uh, he is saying here in a moment. Some interesting things coming out of uh, the most recent news conference uh, from Paris. And we are going through all of that in a moment. And um, when it appeared that all had been lost, uh, it now looks like Amazingly, a substantial number of the great treasures of Notre Dame have been saved. And we'll talk about the incredible outpouring of support, I mean financial commitments worldwide, uh, to do whatever it takes to make Notre Dame as whole again as she can possibly be. We're going to get to that in just a moment. Please stay with us. Lots to talk about. But first, another opportunity for you to make your wallet great again and win $1,000 in our texting contest. Listen for the keyword of the hour, which will be announced momentarily. Text that keyword to 200-200, and you could be winning a grand. If you're a winner, you'll get a notification call from area code 513. Please keep that in mind. Listen throughout the day for the keyword to text to win $1,000 and make your wallet great again. And we're just two minutes away from an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. It's 810 on Good Morning Orlando. Updating headlines for you right now. President Trump might still drop off illegal immigrants into sanctuary cities and states. The president tweeting yesterday that migrants who can no longer be legally held will be transported to sanctuary cities and states subject to homeland security. He also put more pressure on Congress to close loopholes and fix the nation's immigration laws. The president's plan, seen in part at least as retaliation against Democrats who favor sanctuary cities. We talked about it earlier on the show. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories for you, and good morning, Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. So there has been a news conference. Our correspondent Bill Zimfer referenced it in his live report about a half an hour ago in the aftermath of the Notre Dame Cathedral fire in the heart of Paris. And the uh, junior interior minister has been speaking to journalists saying the primary preoccupation of the police and fire services was the security and the safety of the building and identifying weaknesses in the structure. They managed to keep all the walls standing. You know, the roof is completely gone. The iconic twin towers, as they are called, are still intact. Um... They say we have identified some vulnerabilities in the structures that need securing, that the work will take about another two days. Residents of five buildings around the north transept are being evacuated for their own safety because they're not 100% sure that one or more of these walls that are still standing, the stone walls, might come down. Um, and the, uh, the minister who was speaking praised the actions of the Paris Fire Service. They'd come under... Uh, a lot of um, criticism early. It seemed like they were slow uh, to get uh, into the battle against the flames. Uh, but the uh, but the minister says that um, the Paris Fire Service uh, performed well. They battled not just the outside but the inside um, uh, of the building at great risk to their own lives. There had been 500 firefighters at the scene after the fire broke out. They were replaced by another 500 firefighters around midnight. That's something you didn't see on all of the video yesterday. It looked like there were just a couple of guys there with hoses and that was it, you know, but apparently it was more than that. Um, the culture minister over in Paris added the religious relics saved from the cathedral include the crown of thorns, um, which is regarded as 
the crown that Jesus wore as he was crucified, and uh, St. Louis's tunic. They're being held in security at the Hotel Duville. The rest of the works of art inside, which had suffered smoke damage but somehow survived, are being taken to the Louvre, where they will be dried out, restored, and, uh, and kept until they can put the cathedral back together. He added that the three beautiful giant stained glass rose windows do not appear to be damaged. It looked for all the world as though they were gone yesterday, and that's what we were hearing on the reporting uh, during the live coverage. But they do not appear to be damaged is the latest news. That is extraordinary. And then there's the suspicion that the restoration that was ongoing up in the roof, and that's almost a continuous thing here. We remember all the scaffolding that we saw as the fire blazed, that somehow there was a welder's torch or something happened there that sparked the fire. But there's big-time pushback from a spokesperson from the scaffolding company in the recent news conference within the past hour or so um, gave this statement to journalists. He said his company had worked on a number of historic buildings in France, including the Louvre. He said none of the workers involved in the restoration of the cathedral were at the site when the fire broke out. He said it is with unqualified sadness I am speaking. At the moment the fire started, none of the workers of my company was present at the site. All security and fire requirements were respected. Interesting there. Some of the iconic sounds from the Notre Dame Cathedral that we have heard over the years and have been heard over the centuries may be heard again. We will share them with you in a moment. What do you make of this fire? What is, was your reaction as you watched this yesterday? Any thoughts on your part as to the cause or what it all means that such a thing would happen in God's great cathedral during Holy Week. 407-916-5400, text line 23680, standard message and data rates apply. If you suffer from chronic foot pain, you know what a misery that is. And, and, and I used to deal with this in a really bad way after beating up my feet playing sports and not listening to my coaches or my mom and dad. I didn't listen to anybody back in those days. Some people say I'm still the same way today. But at any rate, you know, I didn't wear the right kind of shoes and take good care of my feet, and I paid for it for many, many years. And I was thinking I might be headed for foot surgery, and then I was blessed to find the Good Feet store, and I am so proud to represent them right now because right in the store they gave me a no-obligation test walk they offer you of their amazing orthotic devices. They have a three-step orthotic uh, system that no one else has. It is just amazing what the Good Feet store can do. And, and I noticed it right in the store. That's why I want you to go down there and see them and, uh, and, and get renewed hope that you can deal with your chronic foot pain without foot surgery. Now is the time for you to go to the Good Feet store because they have an amazing special offer you want to take advantage of, 25% off on all their amazing, unique art supports. 25% off on them all right now. How about giving the gift of good foot health by buying a gift certificate for a loved one with chronic foot pain? Where is the Good Feet store? So glad you asked. They are at 4684 Millennia Plaza Way in Orlando. They're just off I-4 by the Target down that way. On the phone, 407-370-3338, 407-370-FEET. More online at goodfeet.com slash Orlando. Go see them. They're open every day, 10 to 6, Sunday, 1 to 5. The Good Feet store, as I can tell you, America's art support experts improving the quality of folks' lives two feet at a time. I'd like you to be next. Your thoughts on the 
Notre Dame Cathedral fire and the aftermath, the cause, whatever's on your mind. Love to know what you're thinking. Never seen anything like that, have we? Hope and pray we never do again. But thank God everyone survived. They were conducting mass when the fire broke out. So there is a very special blessing. An update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now. President Trump says Democratic um, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is being led by controversial Minnesota Muslim Congresswoman Ilan Omar. Trump tweeting yesterday that Pelosi should look at Omar's quote, anti-Semitic, anti-Israel, and ungrateful, the president tweeted. U.S. hate statements. Pelosi has demanded that Trump take down a video tweet of images of the 9-11 attacks alongside comments Omar has made about the civil rights of Muslims in America and referencing the 9-11 attacks as some people did something. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Radio is the easy to use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. The cornerstone for the iconic Notre Dame Cathedral in the heart of Paris, France, was laid more than 850 years ago in the year 1163. I mean, it has survived um, the Reformation, it has survived the French Revolution when it was damaged and vandalized. It survived two world wars, occupation by Hitler and the Nazis. And yesterday we watched it seemingly go completely up in flames. But now we know that as bad as the fire was, it looks like the Notre Dame Cathedral may go another thousand years. Let's just be optimistic and say that in our lifetimes, we will see it restored as much as is possible uh, to its prior glory. And I thought when I watched that I never again would hear the bells of Notre Dame, but it appears we will. I thought also as I watched the flames consume the cathedral that we never again would hear the choir sing, but it appears we will. And I was absolutely certain, but oh, was I wrong, thank the good Lord that I never again would hear that 8,000-pipe, five-keyboard organ inside the Notre Dame Cathedral. But it has been saved, we are told, and it appears we will hear it again. So there is much to be thankful for this morning. Interesting that the Folks who run the uh, restoration with the scaffolding and all that say, hey, we didn't have any people up there at that time. So if anybody's talking about it, it's us with a welder's torch or whatever. No, it's not us. be very interesting to see. And it's amazing that they have been able to remove so many of these relics, and they think they can restore a great many of them. Some were not in there because they had been taken out for safety purposes during the restoration. And, uh, and the mind-blowing part of this is Mass was being celebrated inside that cathedral, Yaffe. There were thousands of people inside that cathedral. 13 million visited every year. They got everybody out. 
and uh, and and nobody was lost. And that really is the most important thing to remember this morning that no one was hurt or injured in this. Amen to that. Yep. Anybody on the text line before we go? Sorry, let me uh, check one person. Um, let's see. Look, I like this one here that this person immediately assumed that when he heard about the fire that he thought it was an attack on Christians, being that it is Holy Week. Interesting. Thankfully, it is not, but maybe it's uh, meant to amplify. Unfortunately, that was always a possibility. They had thwarted a possible attack on that cathedral last year. That's right. People who claim to be members of ISIS. So. Yeah, absolutely right. It's amazing. Napoleon, you know, accepted the crown in 1804 there. I mean, it's the history is just, it's, it's history on, that doesn't exist here in the United States, you know. I mean, going back all the way to 1163, it's extraordinary. They could build such a thing, you know, just with, you know, muscle power, basically, and brain power. That's it. No machines. You know, I mean, it's incredible what they did, isn't it, Alan? And it's a magnet. It attracts thirty oh, to yeah. 50,000 visitors a day. Yeah, really is extraordinary. And now millionaires, billionaires coming forward with more than $100 million a pop in, in, in contributions for the restoration. Uh, I think there is great hope uh, amid the ashes of the great fire at the Cathedral Notre Dame. Obviously, continuing to be the big story in the news and an update coming from you, Alan. And a fresh report from Paris, plus trouble for a SpaceX booster on the way back from last week's launch. Those stories and others, along with traffic and weather together, in just two minutes. It's 829 on Good Morning Orlando. So glad you've joined us here on the 50,000-watt front porch on a Tuesday at the bottom of the 8 o'clock hour. And if you're just checking in, you are just in time for the latest from Alan on the big story of the morning. But it's a grim scene in Paris. One day after a fire burned through Notre Dame Cathedral, the fire is out, but it's hard to put a price tag on everything that was lost. Fox's Simon Owen is there. The skyline here is changed today. While the cathedral's overall stone structure is still standing, it has no roof and its 300-foot-tall spire is gone. The fire is now being declared fully extinguished some 15 hours after the alarm was raised, after firefighters worked through the night. There have been no reports of deaths. Two French businessmen have pledged around $320 million to rebuilding efforts. In Paris, Simon Owen, Fox News. Paris police are questioning workers who were doing renovation at the cathedral when the fire broke out. The prosecutor's office has opened an inquiry into what it's calling involuntary destruction by fire. It indicates the prosecutors believe the cause of the fire was accidental, not criminal. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A search for drugs leads Orange County Sheriff's deputies to a dead body near Universal Orlando Resort. It was found on Sunday buried in a backyard on Glasgow Avenue in Dr. Phillips. The homeowner telling WESH he buried the body of a friend who had overdosed. Jurors in Pinellas County resumed deliberations today in the case of the man who threw his five-year-old daughter to her death off a bridge in St. Petersburg. They got the case yesterday after closing arguments, during which public defender Jessica Manuel argued that John Johnchuk was insane at the time. It didn't make rational sense then. It doesn't make rational sense now. It will never make rational sense. It is insanity. Prosecutors insist John Chuck acted out of rage, but he knew what he was doing. He could get life if convicted. 
With just weeks left in the state legislative session, supporters of the Fight for 15 are knocking on doors in Tallahassee. $8.46 an hour, that's the current minimum wage for non-tipped employees in Florida. State Senator Victor Torres feels that's not enough to make ends meet, much less allow workers to buy a home. We must stand and support every effort to raise the minimum wage. If lawmakers won't act to raise the mandatory minimum to $10 an hour by 2021 and 15 by 2026, supporters are gathering petition signatures hoping to force the measure onto next November's ballot as a constitutional amendment. Opponents fear higher wages will lead to bosses cutting jobs and raising prices. Eric Rodriguez, Miami. SpaceX announcing the center core of the three Falcon Heavy rocket boosters launched from Kennedy Space Center last week is damaged. The company says that while being transported to Port Canaveral, rough seas prevented the booster from remaining upright. And elsewhere... Known for a gentle-sounding voice and terrific comedic timing, actress Georgia Engel has died. No word on the cause of her death last Friday in Princeton, New Jersey. In the 1970s, Engel blossomed into a regular on the Mary Tyler Moore Show as Georgette Franklin. Are you sure all Rhoda would do is just listen? Well, I guess about here is where Rhoda would have made a joke, you know, to sort of relieve the tension. I'm sorry, I'm not very good at jokes. <laughs> That's okay. I guess I'm just really tense about tomorrow. This priest is playing golf with this rabbi. <laughs> you don't have to do this. I know another one about a fat lady and a duck. No, it's <laughs> A fat lady and a duck. Engel was nominated for an Emmy Award five times during her time on the Mary Tyler Moore Show, as well as for her recurring role on Everybody Loves Raymond. Georgia Engel was 70. She was amazing on a Mary Tyler Moore show, that wide-eyed, innocent look, yeah. you know. And that little girl voice. And, of course, and then she'd slip a zinger in. It was hysterical. Of course, she became Ted Baxter, anchorman Ted Baxter's girlfriend, and yes. then eventually his wife on the show. That's, yeah, that's right. That's right. What yeah. a pairing that was. Yeah, huh? that the odd couple for sure. And finally, a Swiss study finds that men's beards have more harmful bacteria than dog fur. Researchers compared the scruff of 18 men with those of 30 canines, concluding that dogs are cleaner than bearded men. They found high microbial counts in seven of the beards that posed a threat to human health. They're recommending that men shampoo their beards on a regular basis. Oh, let me ask you two bearded wonders here. You want to borrow my razor? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you, you no. See anything crawling around in here, bud? You want to take a, I'm, I'm, I don't want to get a close <laughs> look. Come on. I will say this. I wash my face every day. Thank you. So it washes the beard. And two, uh, my girlfriend loves the beard and will not let me get rid of it. So Really? Yeah. Yeah, so even if I wanted to, I don't want to. But. <laughs> and three, I'm not sniffing either of them to let you know. I'm <laughs> okay. okay, that's interesting. Worse than dog fur? Yeah, how about that? Hey, where's what about it? I like Mike Yaffe. Shampoo my beard every day. All right, I guess so, I'm, believe me, I'm going to have to take your word for it. Okay, <laughs> because there will be no up close inspections. Come on, you just can't tell by, by looking. Look how attractive that is. Oh, of course, you know our beards <laughs> are relatively. Great on the radio. What? Ours are relatively trim. Some people have the really big beards. Yeah, it's not I like mean, not like ZZ Top in here. <laughs> I mean, those are probably pretty nasty actually. <laughs> <laughs>
that beer that Julian Assange was sporting when they hauled him out of the Ecuadorian embassy oh, in London. Right. That's that, the Letterman look. That 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 is the worse than dog fur look. I think that's <laughs> what that's all about. There are beards and there are beards. Is that it for elsewhere? Yeah, but if you want more, there's more to be found online. Look for Elsewhere with Alan Spector on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Fantastic. There we go. Hey, we have a family four-pack to the amazing Florida Film Festival. 180 films you can screen, meet actors, famous actors, movie producers and directors. There is nothing like it out there. We've got four tickets. You and three other lucky folks are going on us to the Florida Film Festival. And if that doesn't happen to be your cup of tea, give those tickets to someone in the family, in the neighborhood, the gang at work, and they will love you for it. We're playing Sound Judgment, 407-916-5400, 407-916-5400. And I think I have a real easy question for you if you've been watching any of the coverage of the great fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral. So I think you could be a winner. you got to get on the phone, though, at 407-916-5400 and toll-free at 866-916-5400. Stand by. Contestants are lining up the sound judgment game after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you here in two minutes on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM, AM 540, and the Radio app. Headlines now, President Trump uh, will award the Presidential Medal of Freedom to golfer Tiger Woods. President tweeting uh, yesterday that this was a day after Woods won his fifth Masters title in Augusta. The president uh, writing that he spoke with Tiger to congratulate him and to tell him he would be presenting the honor to Woods for his incredible success and comeback in sports, but more importantly, in life. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Our contestants are patiently lined up on the 50,000 watt front porch vying for a prize that we're giving away this morning on our sound judgment game to our winner. And what about it, Melissa? What do we got? Well, you know, the Florida Film Festival is in town and it's a big deal. It's one of those Oscar worthy kind of situations. We're going to give a lucky person, someone who wins sound judgment, a four-pack of tickets to go ahead and attend. You said it before, 180-some films, short films, anime, full features, all kinds of craziness going on. And you, if you win, can be a part of it. Four-pack of tickets, floridafilmfestival.com for more information. Fantastic. Here we go. If you're trying to get in, just wait for a wrong answer and be quick to call 407-916-5400 when we open up that line. Well, as we've been reporting, and as you well know, fire has gutted the 850-year-old Notre Dame Cathedral in the heart of Paris, and in so doing, at least for now, silenced the bells that have rung out across the city of lights for centuries. For today's Sound Judgment Game, we want you to listen to the sound of the Notre Dame Cathedral's biggest bell of all, named Emmanuel, which dates back to the 1600s. Then, use your sound judgment and tell me, how many tons does this big bell weigh? It's been reported in the news. How many tons does this bell weigh? 
What a joy to know that as bad as the fire was, we may well hear that great bell again. Um, I've, I've seen it, I've read it, uh, I've heard it in a number of locations. So uh, in the wake of the fire, they've been talking about this bell, Emmanuel. How many tons does it weigh is the sound judgment question. Line one, you're up. Go ahead, line one. 16. No, no, it's not like, not like Tennessee Ernie's old song. No, no, it's not 16, but you know what? You're not far off. There's the open line. Grab it at 407-916-5400. Line two, how many tons does that bell weigh? 22 trillion. No, be wow. less than that. 407-916-5400. Line three, you're up next. How much does that bell weigh? 14 tons. Say it again. 14 tons. No. Thanks for trying. You're close. Open line, 407-916-5400. Go to line four. How many tons does that bell weigh? 12. No. Not 12, not 14. Uh. Let's go to the toll-free line, shall we? Go ahead, toll-free. 14. Say it again. 14. No, it's still not 14. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bud, is it 14? Just can I make a guess? Uh, it's still not 14. Okay, then I'm going to go with as many, 14. As many times as you ask me, it's mm. not going to be 14. What do you think? 14, Michael? Mm? We're close. We're circling around here. Line one, take a shot at it. One million. No. Uh. Boy, that was close. Uh, line two, you're up. How many tons does that great bell weigh? 13. Thank you very 13. much. All right. If somebody is actually listening to us <laughs> when they're playing the game. Congratulations. You have a family four-pack of tickets to the iconic Florida Film Festival. I hope you're as excited about that as we are for you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You bet. What's your first name? Christine. Christine? Yes. Spelled just the way I think, right? Uh, and where's home for you, Christine? Yes, the classical C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N. Yes. Christine. Yes. Yes. Where are you calling in from, Christine? Sounds like oh, we're about to lose you. Sorry. Uh, from Ocoee. Ocoee. O-C-O-E-E. Okay. Very good. We got it covered. Uh, but Joe. is that 14 tons? <laughs> Just... No, it's not 14 tons. Uh. <laughs> well, we're giving Christine the prize because she got it right. It's 13. Christine from Ocoee. Congratulations to you. Thank you so much. Oh, you are welcome. Don't go away off air. You'll make the arrangements for the tickets with Melissa. I think we had a celebrity caller in the midst there. It sounded like Dr. Evil from the Austin Powers movie guessing <laughs> one million tons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had that. We've had that uh, before. Yeah, here. hilarious. Yeah, it is. And Dr. Evil just loves to call us for some reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, the comedy you know, is nonstop. Yeah, it's from our Get a Life department. Um, <laughs> always nice to have them with us. Headlines now. The Justice Department expects to release the final report of Special Counsel Robert Mueller this Thursday morning. The roughly 400-page report, the result of nearly two years investigating Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. The final report will be redacted, which Attorney General Bill Barr insists is necessary to protect confidential and sensitive material. The Democrats are howling, demanding access to the full unredacted report. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. 
This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. As destructive as the fire was at the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris, um, it is wonderful to know that so much has been saved. I mean, the organ has been saved. Many treasures were ferreted out of there or had been taken out while renovations were underway. Um, and uh, you look at the altar and the cross looks untouched. There are even candelabra that are standing. I mean, this is a surprise based on what we saw in the live coverage of those uh, flames consuming the cathedral yesterday. Yeah, I honestly, there was a part of me that thought the whole thing was going to collapse yesterday, but the way that fire was going, that was that was quite a fire, but it looks like most of the flames were on the ceiling, were on the roof. Yes, which means that everything under it, see, a lot of it seems to be okay. A lot of smoke damage. They do restorations. You know, they're taking them over to the Louvre where they do that kind of work. And uh, and now people are coming forward with unimaginable sums, uh, you know, from around the world to say, we'll throw money at this thing to get this um, uh, restored as, as best it is possible to do. Um, and it's amazing that the, that the great stained glass windows that were reportedly, we were being told, were pretty much lost. They survived. Yeah, I think they only lost one on the west side yeah. that blew out. And the other ones are, are still intact. It's it's um, amazing. It really, really is, you know. And uh, it's interesting. I mean, I mean I, I'm mean, i a real history buff here. But, boy, in the United States, we just don't have the long view of history like they do in places, you know, like Europe. It's amazing. I asked Melissa to look up, when did they lay the cornerstone for our National Cathedral in Washington, D.C., you know, where all the state funerals are held? And the answer was, Melissa? September 29th, 1907. Ceremony was addressed, uh, it was President Theodore Roosevelt, and he laid the cornerstone. Yeah, think about that. They laid the cornerstone, one of the um, uh, cardinals or a pope, I can't remember what it was, anyway, at Notre Dame in 1163, when they laid the cornerstone for our cherished National Cathedral in Washington, Notre Dame was 744 years old. Wow. It's astounding to think yeah. of, isn't it, Alan? Yeah, you know, you travel Europe, and it's amazing how old the buildings are there. You think here in the U.S. buildings yeah. are old. You think here in Orlando buildings are old? Yeah. yeah like 20 years ago, yep. that's an old building here. Yep. That's it for this edition of Good Morning Orlando. Have a great day. Check out Yaffe on the way home with PM Orlando from 5 until 6. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. God bless you and God bless America.